that quarterback, number 19. Twice in a row beating the hated Pittsburgh Steelers 31 to 10. And we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but right off the bat, I want to say, could you have imagined a better case scenario to do this podcast? Over? No, not at all. Yeah. I'm your host, Brian Costco. Welcome to six B's and a P here on AquabearLegion.com. I'm joined today by uh, two of our basket full of buddies, but they'll try to cover, you know, for everyone else. Chris Poland. Browns win! Woo! Ian Wolf. Eat our butts! And I'm, of course, your host, Brian Costco, here at 6Bs and a P, AquaRareLegion.com. Find us on Twitter, at 6B1P, and on Facebook by searching 6Bs and a P. Find us on Stitcher and iTunes as well. And two weeks in a row, we're celebrating Browns victories here on our little corner of the internet, and I could not be happier. Uh, We're going to talk about all the things that went right, but how great is it, too, to not only win, but beat the Steelers by three fucking touchdowns? It's, It's the best thing. It's probably happened in my life. It doesn't feel real yet. It still doesn't, which is why we're putting it into audio record right now. <laughs> we'll revisit uh, this in three weeks' time. Maybe then it'll have sunk in. Do you think it'll make us feel better if we listen to this in the future if we're sad? Maybe. I mean, but maybe we'll just get sadder because then we'll go back and, like, look how good it was. You know, <laughs> right. this, this was when we loved each other before we stopped, like, talking at dinner and slept in separate beds. Right. Um, Let's you, revel in the present. Yes, yes. It's all good right now. News to me that we're sleeping in the same bed currently. Uh, Surprise! Lots to talk about. We're going to recap the game here first as we do. We'll get into a lot more, including the always popular Pie Corner, a special lightning round Pittsburgh edition of our trivia game, Brown's Factor Fiction, and much more, of course, coming out later in the episode. All guests, of which there's none, (laughs) via the Pierogi Mountain Fresh Take Hotline, Pierogi Mountain, get him down to Bourbon Street. We'll give you a better plug later. Browns win 31-10, to 10, as we mentioned earlier. The offense just blowing it up as they have been, but doing it all four quarters this time. Brian Hoyer having an amazing game for someone that went 8 for 17, threw a big touchdown, threw a big pa- couple big passes, over 140 yards on the ground, over 150 yards uh, between Tate and Crowell including three touchdowns between the two of those guys. Terrence West out today because of a coach's decision. I tried to find a little bit more about that, and I couldn't. Drama. I, I looked also, and I don't I think know. it's drama, though. I think there's a little bit. I think he was a little upset about not getting the ball as much last week. Oh, well, tough fucking kitty, man. Yeah, Browns win. Why don't you eat it, you know? Um, <laughs> Thomas, we have a note here, started – an awful lot of games for the Browns. It's been like a hundred and some. This is true, and he also made Cameron Hayward very angry. Yeah, fuck that guy. You notice the Steelers do have a lot of former OSU players. Yeah, well, it makes sense that they're a bunch of dicks. There you are. Alex Mack, of course, also started a lot of games in a row, but won't be doing that for the rest of the year. He broke his leg, uh, likely out for the rest of the season. And we we have it here. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Chris Poland, you uh, commented that you thought Max happy guy. He was. He, he uh, I don't know, you know, in all the different pictures of the players that they show at the beginning of the game, I always seem to side with the smiley guys, and he is one of the smiliest guys in football. Listed here is Smiley McSmiles, and great show of support. We were texting about it by the entire Browns team. who pretty much all came up and kind of patted him on the shoulder leg and at least showed a little bit of concern for, you know, one of their big veteran guys, man. And yeah. the O-line has been incredible this year, and they were incredible after Matt got knocked out, too. They yeah. really were. Big ups to Greco and McQuiston. Yeah, right. John Greco moving over to center, and then McQuiston coming in for guard. And I actually looked that guy up because I knew I, the name sounded familiar. We picked him up this year. He started 
12 games for the Seahawks last year. Um, yeah, well, there you go. So good veteran guy to plug in there. Hopefully we don't have another injury, though, because it seems like this is still a pretty good group. Uh, but, of course, Alex Mack, hope you heal up. We'd love to have you on the show, though I'm sure you won't do that. Browns offense in the first half, three touchdowns, much different than these past couple games where they haven't turned it on until later. Well, not just in the first half. That was in the second quarter. The, the first quarter, they couldn't really get anything doing. Right, right. Good point. Good point. According to the commentators, they kept saying it. We were totally dominated the first quarter. Yeah. I don't know if 3-0 is totally dominated. Well, the Steelers didn't look good at all. Well, the first couple drives, when the Steelers were running the ball literally every play, they were like just kind of stuffing it down our throats, and, and we got lucky that it only came out as a 3 nothing deficit. Right, it could have been much worse than that. Yeah, they stopped them three and out their opening drive. Well, yeah, that's true. Then did uh, the obviously that failed field goal, whatever happened in the second quarter by the Steelers, was pretty weird. That was weird. He just ran backwards 15 yards and got tackled. <laughs> um, it looked like a low snap, and then he botched trying to uh, get the hold down. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? We'll take that. And that seemed to be kind of a turning point, you know. The Browns, up until today, guys, up until today's game, I wrote this down. I thought it was a pretty interesting stat. They were a combined negative 39 in points in the first half before today. So that means that they were down 39 points total in all those first halves so far this year. So it's a big deal scoring 21 points in the first half there. It must be plus like 1,000 points in the second half then. Yeah, yeah. Well, even we have another note here. I think this is an interesting stat. The Browns, since the uh, halftime of the first game versus the Steelers, the opening game, the Browns have outscored the Steelers 54-13. to 13. So, like, those last six quarters of football in the two Steelers games have been totally dominated. <laughs> um, but it was great to see consistent play out of this team on the offense, and then the defense just all together was like a different team. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think a big part of it was that when the Browns took that 14-3 lead, it kind of forced Pittsburgh away from the run game. They started throwing it more, and we were able to <laughs> shut that down a little bit. And Roethlisberger just didn't look sharp at all. No, he didn't. Not at all. And to be fair, neither did Hoyer. He just made the big plays when he needed to. Yeah, that Cameron pass, man. Oh, beautiful. my goodness. That's a thing of beauty. The touchdown. Yeah, beautiful. And he had a few other big plays, too. Miles Austin, man, has been coming up big. It's really interesting. I think that he's someone that we haven't talked about a lot on this show, and I don't think he's getting a lot of attention in regards to this Browns offense. But the thing about Miles Austin is, like, he's a really capable receiver. And the Browns haven't had someone like that. I mean, I'm not saying, like, Gordon, obviously, you know. But if you – I think you almost have to, with this new group of Browns, have to go back to someone like Joe Jaravicious or someone like that. Like, you know, the veteran guy that comes in that's going to catch anything that gets thrown to him. You know, Miles Austin, I think, has been great. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a far cry from fucking Greg Little. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and Greg Little, dude, also was our number one receiver for a while. So Miles <laughs> Austin is a very far cry from such wonderful names like Muhammad Masakwai – and Brian Rabisky. Yeah. People talk about all the Browns quarterbacks. We should make a jersey for all the fucking shitty receivers. <laughs> and I, for one, besides the fact that we don't have a quarterback controversy, am very excited that we have what I think is some solid receivers, especially once Gordon comes back. We'll have Austin, Gordon, Hawkins, and then people like Gabriel and Benjamin. You know, like That's fucking way better than anything the Browns have had. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, they're not five great receivers, but they're five solid receivers for sure. Right. I really like Taylor Gabriel, what I've seen out of him. And Travis Benjamin's been making some plays, at least in the receiving game. Playoffs? Playoffs? So let's talk about – well, actually, before we shift gears to the defense, one more thing I wanted to talk about in regards to the offense was our quarterback, Brian Hoyer. And, I, you know, we mentioned not the most spectacular game from him today, but one in which not only did they still manage to get the win, but got a convincing one. Yeah, Hoyer and, was 8 of 17, but those eight completions went for 217 yards. That's pretty awesome. That's 27.1 yards per catch. There it is. Good job, Steph. Yeah, that was a pretty good stat. 
and we have here in the outline, do you think he – I think I didn't mean to laugh as I started to say that. Do you think he's an elite NFL QB? <laughs> Hell <laughs> wrote that in there. Um, uh, another panel and tell us. Dave I and I always you. joke about. Uh, I can't remember the writer for Cleveland who, you know, said that. Um, I think Jason Campbell was the elite NFL quarterback. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. I think that same woman said the same thing about Hoyer. Hoyer looked great, man. I mean, and, yes, he's great, but. I don't know about it. He's not elite right now. And one thing we'll talk about later, I don't have it in the outline, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about the wonderful Browns um, Cleveland post-game show I've been listening to a lot of um, on ESPN Cleveland. We'll talk about that in a separate segment because I think it deserves its own bit of attention, and I want to try to turn other people onto this. But they um, talked a lot about Hoyer, and they were also under the impression that at some point the Browns Though these wins are all great, each one of them just raises that price tag a little bit more, and they were trying to say that they wouldn't be surprised if the Browns started trying to talk contract with him sooner than later. Because if he keeps playing and winning, they're gonna have to pay him. That's a, I mean, it's a fair point. Like as far as him being elite, I don't know if he necessarily has the elite physical skills, but he's he's a very smart quarterback, which we haven't had. No, no, we've had uh, uh, Brandon Baseball, Tim Couch, Colt McCoy, just guys that just, just, they just look dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are dumb, dumb-looking guys. Anything else on the offense before we head over to a little bit of defense talk? Uh, mm, no. Okay. Defense holds the Steelers to obviously 10 points, but let's pretty much just say three. I mean, that touchdown was garbage time at the end. Buster screen. Hey, he had himself a ball game. He huge. Which is good because Hayden was a little shaky again. He was hurt, though, huh? That is true. Yeah. He did have that one great swat at the end of the game. Oh, in the end zone, yeah. Yeah, Hayden had a yeah a nice one in the game. Buster Screen had a hell of a swat, too. And, of course, they had an interception that I'm pretty sure wasn't an interception. But, <laughs> well, you know. Um, but we'll take it. Is. You guys noticed he had another very fine attribute outside of the game of football. <laughs> yes, he has a he has a hairstyle uh, lifted directly from the hip hop group Crisscross, which I would like to point here in our outline. America is spelled with C's, um, as I believe was not the way that Crisscross <laughs> spelled their name. Um, but yeah, pretty unbelievable haircut. Yeah, it's great. I love it. Make maybe uh, he'll, maybe he'll wear his jersey backwards next week. <laughs> Browns still managing to really play better defense than they have all year, despite the fact that they were down some big people. Uh, Phil Taylor, of course, surgeries out for a little while. Ataba Rubin out as well. So, man, that D line, especially Armonte Bryant, who also went down at one point. He was huge before he went down. But some of those other guys having to step up, and they managed to do it. And they did give up 359 yards today. But that's, you know, 50 yards less than they've been giving up on average per game. Right. And also, it's important that not a lot of those turn into points. Yeah, no, only not, 10 points. And, he, and the defense is overall, I mean, I, don't, I just thought that they played better. I felt more confident in them, and I felt less confident in the Steelers, you know, offense. I mean, I just think that as the game went on, I started to realize that they really weren't going to give up the big play. Obviously, there was that one drive towards the end of the game when, like I said, I don't think the Steelers had a chance. But, you know, I was really impressed with, with the D today. I thought that... And, you know, obviously, it's a different situation. They're playing, in this case, with the lead. The entire game makes them play a lot better. And I get that, too. You know, you're up most of the game, and in some cases you're up quite a bit, it's easier. You feel more confident. You're not on the field as much, and all of those things kind of came into play, and I thought they played great today. Yeah, absolutely. Injuries, of course, today we mentioned uh, Phil Taylor out, and of course the top of Ruben as well, um, and Hayden you know, played today but was hurt. A couple more today, Alex Mack, Smiley McSmiles, uh, broke his fibula, fibula, tibula, one of his leg bones. Um, Quinoa Williams pulled an ancient grain. Uh, <laughs> Is it Kwan? Oh, Kwan, uh, yeah. It's Kwan, right? There yeah. was a game. One of the games earlier, like a few games ago, first or second game of the year, 
uh, one of the announcers I don't think knew who he was or how to say his name. And <laughs> quinoa. He's another undrafted rookie, right? Yeah, and he's been playing great. Yeah, well. a lot better than our number one draft pick. Who I didn't see much of today at all. I think he only got on the field in the garbage time. <laughs> oh, so you're right there. I was actually, you know, I know when I was editing last week, I was like, I say um all the time, and I'm not editing this week, so there'll probably be more ums. I take them out sometimes. I can actually see what they, I know what they look like as a waveform at this point. That, America, is how the 6B1P pie is made. <laughs> and speaking of pie, let's send it over to the 6B1P pie corner. Oh, my goodness. This is, It's going to be a brief one this week, if that's okay. all right. Should we do the theme music? Uh, yeah, of course. Should I sing or? Whoever. You guys can uh, harmonize. Okay, ready? I don't remember pie. the theme music. What? You <laughs> <laughs> said we can harmonize, but I don't remember it. Okay, uh, you're I'll, on your own. You jump in if you want. Ready? Pie corner. Come get you a slice. Pie corner. It's hot and it's nice. It is hot and it is nice. It is pie corner. And uh, this week, I would just like to say, Pittsburgh, you can eat the pie of our butts. Ooh, butt pie. Yeah, butt pie. That's it. That's short. All right. All right, send it over to Leroy Kelly. Hi, I'm Leroy Kelly, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, and I'm listening to Six Peas in a Pot. <laughs> Something like that. You kidding me? Thank you, Hall of Famer Leroy Kelly. <laughs> Six Peas in a Pot or something like that. We're going to send it off now uh, to uh, Brian Weeby. unfortunately, two weeks in a row. He's been pretty busy, unable to be here again, but managed to record some of his thoughts to share with all of you. I'm hoping he'll be back with us next week. Let's send it over to Brian Weeby. Broken bandwagon here on Six P's and a P. Go Browns! Go Browns! Go Browns! Hey everybody, Brian Weeby. Broken bandwagon. What a victory. We uh, beat the shit out of the Steelers quite soundly. And it feels good. Feels real good. And I'm going to say right now, that's how I'm going to end this thing. Hold on to that feeling. Wish I could be in the studio to celebrate, but unfortunately I'm quite busy right now. You know, the 6B1P gig ain't paying the bills, so I got a lot going on. And I am so busy, in fact, that I didn't get to see the entire game, which is a huge bummer because I like watching the Browns beat the crap out of the Steelers. It's a highlight of life, I think. But, you know, I saw some bits and pieces and was checking the scores, and I'm just super pumped about the team but you know i gotta go back to a similar subject right now and that's waiting for the other shoe to drop you know it's like which came first the pessimist or the browns fan um and maybe it's just uh, i happen to be both at times what's that on the ground over there is that a dollar cool well i'll pick that up <laughs> killed by a bus dollar was covered in shit anyways and for some people, sometimes, you know, that's life. Terrible things happen all the time, you know. If you read the Huffington Post crime page, it's just disgusting. There's Ebola, ISIS, things, you know, it can be a terrible world. And it can also be a beautiful world. So let's, once again, let's, let's remember this feeling. Browns kick crap out of the Steelers. We're three and two. We're thinking playoffs. Playoffs? But uh, we were three and two last year, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. see? Other shoes dropping. Um, a few weeks back, I had the uh, also fun experience of watching uh, the game with uh, my friends Chris Poland and Dave Obenauer. You know, that's super fun. But uh, it was the Ravens game. And, you know, we were looking really nice in that game for a good long while. But uh, I just remember Mr. Silver Linings himself. He was like, I got a bad feeling. I don't like it. Something's going to go wrong. And sure enough, that sort of, that started to creep in, you know. They missed those field goals. And, again, we know how that turned out. The other shoe dropped. And we lost to the damn Ravens. 
And, you know, today, this was a great victory, but I don't think it was, you know, it came with some losses, some casualties. Um, Pro Bowl center Alex Mack, you know, late round pick, but uh, blossoming stud Armonte Bryant. Seems like they're both going to be out for the season. I mean, they're saying Alex Mack might come back, but dude broke his leg. I'm not playing football for a year if I broke my leg. Um, But, you know, I'm also not a pro athlete. Anyhow. These guys are really important to this team. I mean, I think the success of the offense, um, in large part, is because of the line. I mean, they're just killing it this year. And, you know, as they say, this is a next-man-up league, you know, and I think the Browns are proof of that. Like, everybody wrote off all of our wide receivers, but look at them catching balls, you know. Like, G. Little ain't, ain't on this team. My man Joe Life ain't either. So, you know, injuries, it's a part of the game, sadly. Um, it destroys careers, teams, fantasy teams. But again, flashing back to that last season, 3-2, you know, who, who can't forget uh, Hoyer's crumpled body on that failed sliding attempt? Um, God bless him, though, he's back. And he's he's doing great things. So I'll just leave it at that. I'll, I'll, I'll come full circle back to where I started. Enjoy it. Revel in it. Fight back the darkness. Because we never know how long it'll last until that bus comes along and crushes us. And we've got a shitty dollar in our hand. Go Browns. All right, Ryan Weeby, always insightful, always saying something that I haven't heard yet. <laughs> Welcome back to Six Bees. Browns win again. Two. Three and two. Yeah. They could be. They could Woo. be five and zero. Oh. They could be five and zero. Oh. They could also be zero oh and five. So I feel like. I think five. this is the one we can count as a win all the way through. They could be. Go Browns! Go Browns! Go Browns! Three and two. They beat the Steelers thirty-one to ten, and a very important win, not only because it. Adds to the win column, of course, but because it's in the AFC North, uh, which the Browns are now one and two in. Lots to talk about this week. Might even talk about the playoffs a little bit. Playoffs? The what? Playoffs? You kidding me? Is it a pie or a sausage? Who's it's this? all sorts of stuff. In one segment, it's a pie, then it's sausage, then it's something sausage else. Pie. Sausage pie. That'd be good. Avery pie. We'll talk about that next week. Ooh, sausage pie. We are joined here, as always, by Chris Poland. Hello. Ian Wolf. Hi. You heard from Brian. We'd be there a moment ago. We're hoping he's back in studio next week. Sherry Oliver is off in New Jersey. Left me to be a bachelor this weekend. I ate too much ice cream and stayed up too late. <laughs> That's the report from Matt. That's what happens when she leaves town. I also want to give a special shout-out. He hasn't been on yet this year, but 6B1Peer Luke Edwards uh, and his... Lady friend Rachel Phillips bringing a new being into the world this week. So congratulations to them on the birth of their daughter. We probably won't be on them this year at all. It'll be wiping up baby diarrhea, I guess. Now you've done it. Mm. Uh, so, but Luke, we'd love to have you on the show and your child when they become Browns fans. Let's do the 6B1P Pierogi Mountain Pittsburgh Lightning Round Edition. Cue up that theme music, Ian. Pierogi Mountain, Lightning Round Edition, Pittsburgh. All right. Whole bunch of words. Sort them out. They'll make sense in some fashion. Brought to you, as always, by Pierogi Mountain. All guests appear via the Pierogi Mountain Fresh Take Hotline. You can find them in Columbus, Ohio. It's at Bourbon Street. Tuesday nights doing Pierogi Night, 75-cent pierogies at one point. Ian will buy you one if you're there. Delicious old family Polish recipe with all sorts of interesting insides. You can get them at Cafe Bourbon Street all the time for carryout Tuesday through Sunday, I believe. And they're at Wyland's Market as well up in Columbus. Go get yourself some pierogi mountain. I think they're at Kalachi Republic also. Yeah, Kalachi Republic, which is some sort of independent nation from what I've gathered. Yep, they have a flag and everything. I figured that stick with some themes. We haven't done the lightning round or trivia in the past couple weeks and what do we really know about Pittsburgh? We hate it so much, right? 
do we know anything about it? Yes. Okay. Not Maybe really. that will come in handy in this pierogi mountain Pittsburgh lightning round Pittsburgh pierogi edition. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. Winner gets my thanks and a hearty handshake. And if you bother Matt Majeski and tell him quickly, you might get a few pierogi. We'll see. So these are all multiple choice questions. We'll try to get through them quickly. Ian, I'm going to start with you. Okay. Putting which one of these following things on a salad makes it a, quote, Pittsburgh salad. Okay. A, vegetables. B, human feces. <laughs> C, pickles. Or D, french fries. French fries. All right, that's correct. You are correct, french fries, though. Although I have it on good authority, they all eat human feces, just not on salads. <laughs> Chris Paul. Probably because they're eating butts. <laughs> they do eat butts. They are a byproduct of butts. Chris Pollen. Yes. Regional Enterprise Tower, great name for a skyscraper, Pittsburgh, you douchebags. Formerly known as the Alcoa Building. Ooh. Is the first building made out of only what? Is it A, bricks, B, steel, C, aluminum, or D, Bill Cowher's chin? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be D. Oh, incorrect. It is made out of aluminum. Uh oh. No. All right, so no for Chris Pullen on that one. Ian, what but, annual tradition was devised in Pittsburgh? Was it A, Daylight Savings Time, B, Memorial Day, C, Black Friday, or D, Eating Butts? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to go with Eating Butts. That is correct, but there's also another answer. <laughs> oh, uh, 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 non-consensual sex. Ooh, it wasn't invented there. Wasn't invented. Yeah, it's just been practiced. <laughs> oh, uh, a whatever that was. Daylight savings time. That's correct. Ian, go ahead. On fire. Lousy farmers. Chris Poland. Uh oh. What health breakthrough can we thank Pittsburgh for? A, stopping the great Ben Roethlisberger herpes outbreak of 2007. Well, they didn't do that. B, heart transplant. C. Polio vaccine or D CPR? Um, C. That's correct. The polio vaccine. Salt, my man. There you go. Uh, next question. Yes. <clears throat> what did Carnegie Mellon University computer scientist Scott Fallman invent in 1982? Ian, was it A the mouse for the computer? B, smiley emoticon. C, the phrase LOL, meaning lots of love, I think. <laughs> <laughs> or D, the floppy disk. Uh, the floppy disk. Incorrect. He invented the smiley face emoticon. He and would. also the sad face one. Yinzer fuck. What about the winking face? Speaking of Yinzers, that was Mike McCoskey. Chris Mullen invented that. Oh, <laughs> Speaking of Yinzers, which is what the terminology is I learned for Pittsburgh folks who don't know how to say things right, apparently. Uh, Chris Poland, what do Pittsburghers, as I like to call them, call cottage cheese? Do they call B, crudded milk, C, milk solid, or D, Steelers splooge? <laughs> Uh, uh, I didn't hear A. Can I hear A again, please? Chunky cheese. Chunky cheese. I'm going to go with A. That is incorrect. They call uh, it crudded milk. Oh, jeez. Uh, so we have one more, I believe. Ian, right? Sure. Did I do that right? No, I need one more. We have eight. That's correct. Ian. What? City chicken is a dish that is often served in Pittsburgh, and... It's a meat on a skewer. What kind of meat is that? Is it A, pork, B, rat, C, pigeon, or D, pheasant? Butt meat. It's not a choice. It is, it is butt meat. All right, that is incorrect. It is pork is the answer. Pork. They could call it a chicken because they're stupid. That's right. Chris Poland, last yeah. one here. And it looks like Ian has gotten two... And Chris, you have gotten one, so you can tie him up here. And I do not have a tiebreaker, so you'll just have to decide who wins. 
Chris Pullen. Yeah. Pittsburgh area resident Jim Delgatti, Delgatti invented what famous sandwich? A. Pepperoni roll. B. Whopper. C. Big Mac. Or D. Slider. Hmm. I'll go with the Whopper. Incorrect! It was the Big Mac, so very um, close. Ian, you are the winner hey. of the Pittsburgh Lightning Round Pierogi Pittsburgh Edition. Well done, Ian. Thank you. Although, Thank you. I wouldn't be very proud to know things about Pittsburgh. Right. right. Maybe you're a To be fair, Pittsburgh is a, a, a physically handsome city, the city itself. It's just everybody that lives within it is the worst. Yeah, right. We understand. I just don't like the sports team, yeah, particularly this one. Yeah, the city's pretty cool, though. It's weird you can't get beer at the store. Yeah, that is strange. Yeah. Kind of weird stuff. So we put the word out to the 6B1P Nation today on Facebook and Twitter. Of course, everyone excited about this Browns victory, and we wanted to see what people had to say. We opened the floodgates, if you were. So... We got a few comments here I wanted to read from Facebook. If you guys, Do you guys have the outline open as well there? Yes. We can kind of switch back and forth here. First one from Luke Edwards, as we mentioned, celebrating the birth of a child. Let's see. He was complaining about Manziel being traded, and Ian brought up that maybe he should have listened to our show because we've talked about that. Thank Luke you. deflected that topic and said, also, how do we win with eight completed passes? Did you notice West was inactive and got demoted? They don't play favorites no matter where you're drafted. I thought that was pretty interesting. Next comment, Ian, what do you got there? We got Natalie Williams who says, this game will definitely go in the history books. So exciting to see this today, and she is absolutely she correct. She said something else. Did she? did she? I don't know. So excited to see this today. Good for her. Ian, what a damage, or I'm not Ian, the other one. Chris Poland. I don't see notes uh, or Facebook. It's at the bottom oh. of our album. Oh, wait, no, you don't. That's right. Forget <laughs> it. I'll read them. They're on something else. Sorry, guys. Chris is on Ello. Damajeski <laughs> said, Brownzillas! Mike Lynch, brother of Emily Prince, said, I don't have a lot of confidence in this team yet. However, they just overcame a major hurdle. This time they just might be on the right track. You know what? I do have a lot of confidence in this team. I don't have confidence in your opinion, Mike Lynch. Wow. Calling out Mike Lynch. He, you know, he is a longtime Browns fan, and I think... You know, I've heard that a lot from people that, you know, this team. What? They aren't buying in? I'm buying in. Yeah, why wouldn't you buy in? You I'm calling to. it right now. I said this last week. I stand by it. The Browns are going to the playoffs this year. Playoffs? Playoffs? How about playoffs? <laughs> Luke Edwards comes back and says, ate some ass. I don't know what that... Oh, that was, <laughs> that, was, that was in reference to what he did on his bye week. I don't even want to get into that. Uh, so, yeah, people said some stuff. Is that <laughs> all they're saying? Good job, America. Way to let us all down. You can find us on Facebook at searching 6Bs and a P and on Twitter at 6B1P. That's number six, letter B, number one, letter P. Wait, is that right? Number, letter, number, letter. <laughs> No Manziel mention until the fourth quarter where they mentioned it several times. My favorite part was when Greg Gumbel was like, so you think we're going to see Johnny Manziel? And there was like a two-minute pause, and then the guy was like, I don't think so. <laughs> so what do we do with him? We talked about this before, but since Luke wasn't paying attention. Fucking Luke. Do we trade him? Yes. Before anybody realizes he might not be good? <laughs> Absolutely. Chris? I don't know. I thought I think you can try to develop them a little bit, and if it doesn't work out, you can always trade them later. That's true. Get him while the value's high. But, you know, he's one hit away from being our quarterback. That's true. I thought real fast to get away from Manziel, because I really don't want to talk about him. And I'm sorry, his name is Jonathan Q. Football. I didn't mean to use his nickname, Manziel. Put a dollar in the jar. I will. I'll put it in the swear jar. I wanted to bring up you know, Hoyer's toughness and and football mind has really impressed me. And there was a play today where they were already up, you know, but they were just dominating. The offense was just flowing. And he was back in the pocket, and he got rocked. And, I mean, a guy was running at him full speed, and he just waited 
and threw it last possible second for a completion, knowing that he was going to get rocked. And I was really impressed by that. I also winced quite a bit, both because it's terrible to watch anybody hit like that, but let alone a quarterback that's okay. But it was incredible to watch that. I just didn't – I've never saw Brandon Whedon do something like that. Yeah. How about that block he threw? Yeah. Oh, that block was awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> laid that guy out. You did. That was sweet. Yeah. Brian, I mean, it's just like – Everything about it makes me feel great, you know. I mean, there's this guy that I mean, and I feel even with, you know, I don't think that he's going to enter into contract negotiations for multiple reasons. I don't think he's going to do it during the season as a distraction. Also, it doesn't benefit him at all. I think you roll the dice on playing the rest of the year. Yeah. If he gets the Browns of the playoffs, he could playoffs? get ten mil a year easy. They'll give him terminal tower. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that no matter what, as long as they pay him, which they should, there's no way he's not the Browns quarterback next year if he's successful because they will pay him. They have lots of cap room, and I think he wants to play for this team. I think he does too. Yeah, absolutely. And he's like the, he's the perfect quarterback for this system, it seems. It's really – Shanahan's play calling has been great, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Like this, today, especially. Use that run to set up the pass, and you don't, you know, the, the whole. It, I get the feeling when I watch these games now that even when there's a bad call or a misstep, that that's what it is. It's just a misstep. And that all of the plays and all of the series, I get the feeling that it's all done with a bigger goal in mind. I never felt as if Pat Shermer, I know we used to joke about it on this show with Pat Shermer that he had no idea what he was doing. But I didn't – I don't know if he did. Shanahan <laughs> no, yeah. calls plays now. Even when it's one that I don't – doesn't work or I don't agree with, I usually within a few plays can see why he did that play. Like the things he does are to set up things that are going to keep happening throughout the game. We absolutely saw it work on the play action today. Like – Especially that pass to uh, Cameron, the one that Hoyer actually underthrew a little bit. Right, where he was wide open. It was so wide open. Is that the one where he was like on the right side? It wasn't the touchdown. No, no, it wasn't the touchdowns. The other that one. Was beautiful across the field. Yeah. Yeah, but the play design on that was fantastic. And we talked about we talked about this last year, and I think it's important as a contrast here. You know, last year they had no running game at all, at all. I mean, it wasn't even that, like, they didn't have a good one like they have now. They literally had no one. They were going through games where Willis McGahee would have 22 rushes for 38 yards, and they had the worst quarterbacks ever. And it's interesting to see it now this year. The script has just flipped completely where they have a running game and a quarterback who's capable, and it's really fun to watch. I think a lot of that credit does have to go to Shanahan's scheme. Yeah, he seems to be really at home in it, and I think, like you said, Hoyer's the right guy for it. We have a new segment today before we go to our second break. We're all feeling good. The Browns are 3-2, and two. big win, of course. couple easy games coming up on the schedule, and lots of crazy talk. Uh, playoffs! Playoffs? Jim, Mora, everybody. You talk about playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> Playoffs? So I wanted to do a factor fiction with you guys. This seems to be a popular thing on lots of sports shows that more people listen to than ours. Maybe it'll work here. You think it'll bring in listeners? Who knows? Uh, if nothing else, Dave Obenauer will like it as a new segment. <laughs> now, Brown's 6B1P factor fiction brought to you, of course, by Pierogi Mountain Fresh Take Hotline. Mmm, pierogi. And both of you guys can answer even as well, but kind of keep your answers short just so we can get through them. First question, we'll start with Chris Poland. Fact or fiction, Browns will make the playoffs this year. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, that is not what I expected these questions to be like. <laughs> Fuck it. Fact. All right, I like it. Ian? Absolute fact. The factest fact that's ever fact. Do you really, I mean, obviously I want to say that too, and I know we're all big fans, And but do you really feel that way, that it's that's a distinct possibility with yes. what you've seen so far? Well, look, I mean, with what I've seen so far and the schedule ahead, because the next three games 
I mean, they, they're going to win at least two, and quite likely all three of them. Because the Jaguars, Raiders, and Buccaneers are all fucking awful. That's true. <laughs> Factor fiction. Ian Wolf, Browns will win the AFC North. Uh, well, let's see. It, that's a tricky one. Um, I'll say fiction. Chris Pollan? I say fiction, too. I think we're going to get in, but I don't think uh, we're going to do that. Yeah, I think the Bengals and the Ravens are both still a problem. I think the Browns have separated themselves from the Steelers. And the Bengals fucking tying today. Tying the Panthers. Yeah. Mike Nugent missed a 38-yard field goal. That complicates things. Right now, the Bengals are 3-1-1. One, one. Baltimore, 4-2, and two, have not yet had their bye. Browns at 3-2. and two. Steelers eating our butts at 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, and this uh, Ravens destroyed the Buccaneers today. Joe Flacco threw four touchdowns in the first quarter. Oof. All right, factor fiction, Chris. Barring injury to Hoyer, Manziel will not play this year. Fact. Yeah. Uh, Ian? Fact. All right. And I agree with that. I think you might. I don't even think you're going to see him again in any of those stupid packages. I think they're over it. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's those did absolutely nothing for anyone. Factor fiction, Ian. Johnny Manziel's on the Browns in the 2015 season. Uh, fact. I mean, I, I honestly do think they should trade him. I think finding a competent backup in the offseason wouldn't be that difficult, and the value they could get, like, even if they just get a second rounder out of him, I would take it. Chris? Yeah, I think it's fact, too. Yeah, I mean, you're not... I, I, I'm not going to give up on him. I think, I think you know... It's not so much giving up on him as believing in Hoyer. And I think... Mm, fair enough. Yeah, keeping him doesn't, to me, say that you're giving up on Hoyer, and I don't think that's what you're saying, but I think the what Ian brings up is a valid point, that his value is high right now because you haven't seen him one way or another... But I look at it one way, you know, finding a competent backup is not always as easy as you think, especially one that might actually have potential to be good. I don't see any reason why you don't keep him. I will say that even if you lose a little bit of a value, you know, that was the first-round pick that you got for Trent Richardson, which arguably was not worth the first-round pick. So you already were benefiting there. Even if it turns into a third-rounder, that's probably okay. But Hoyer, this is Hoyer's team right now, and I thought, obviously, even if you just keep tally based on how many times the announcers bring up John Football's name, uh, this week we're starting to play like it's Hoyer's team, and they're bringing that up less. Ian Wolf, fact or fiction, Ben Tate, 1,000-yard rusher this year. Uh, fact if he can stay healthy. Ooh, nice caveat there, Chris. You know what, uh, uh, fiction, but only because... I think uh, West will get his act together, and it'll be a, a three-man run attack. Yeah, and Crowell's a beast, too, man. Yeah. A little, little slippery-fingered day. <laughs> That's all more. Slippery-fingered. Yeah. His fingers were slippery. Yeah, he did have a couple fumbles today. Factor yeah. fiction, last one, Chris Pullen. Brian Hoyer's a pro bowler. Um... <laughs> uh, if he keeps playing like he's playing and winning games, sure. Why not? Ian Wolf? Fiction. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, though. The Pro Bowl doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, so it's possible he could get in because a bunch of guys won't want to play. So there you go. That's 6B1P Factor Fiction. Uh, I hope that all of our facts are factual and the fictions are fictual. Playoffs! Playoffs? <laughs> We're going to take one more break, uh, send it off to something or other here on 6B and a P on AquabareLegion.com. We'll be back. We're going to do Tweet of the Week, talk about the Browns postgame shows, give a preview of next week's game, and talk about how the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. We'll see you in a little bit. Space meets.
In my opinion, that sucked. All right. We're back. There you go. Browns win. Browns win. Cleveland Browns win. All right. A few more things to get to here in this last segment of Six B's and a P. I'm your host, Brian Costco. That was Ian Wolf bringing us back. Chris Poland also here. Browns win. Browns win. Ciao, wife. So one of the things that I think is unbelievable, guys, is the Cleveland ESPN guys do a post-game show for the Browns. It's about three or four hours long from about four to seven after the games. And it's an unbelievable thing in itself for a few reasons. One is they take calls, which is amazing, as you can imagine, win or lose. They do it from downtown Cleveland in the middle of the Horseshoe Casino. They they do it after people have been drinking literally since 8 in the morning and have ended up in this casino after the Browns game. And that lends itself to be pretty amazing throughout the game. But they just have such ridiculous things. And then the commercials come on and Brian Hoyer is like hawking windows. It's really weird. Maybe we could try to be on that show. It would be awesome. Very, very cool stuff, though. You can actually... I, I strongly recommend, like, what I usually like to do, I'll, like put it out while I'm doing other stuff after the game. You can actually stream it from ESPN's app, but I think everyone should go check it out because I want to talk about it more on here. Um, America should go listen to that. It's amazing, especially after a Browns win. You know, it'll be like, you know, Randy in Strongsville, and, like, Randy's just loaded, and he's been watching the Browns, and it's great. Ian, cue up that theme music. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. What's that? I don't know. What is that? Is it the door? Do we have a door here still? Yeah, well, I thought we bolted it up to keep uh, what's his face out, but Bernard. Yeah, we can. Uh, let's open it up. Okay, hold on. Take down the planks. All right, here we go. I'm opening the door. Oh, this is. Hello. 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 Who's this silver tongue devil? Ah, you're very aware, my friend. I've come to you from a land far away. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, 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 far away. Like Canada? Westeros. Oh. Oh, that is far. Yeah. Yes, I've heard Sherry Oliver is on vacation. <laughs> she is. Out of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she went to go see her mom in New Jersey. Yes. Yes, doesn't like this. At all. You're not a fan of me, I've heard. <laughs> I'm not sure who we're even talking to here. Ah, yes, yes. I should introduce myself. You may know me as uh, Lord Baelish. Peter? From TV's Game of Thrones? Uh, yes, but I'm from the real-life Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, what the TV series is based on. Oh, okay. I, I've, oh, I, did, I did not realize it was a... Yes, uh, yes, it's actually... Things have been quite crazy for me. <laughs> I guess so. I'm sure you're blown up. But, see, gentlemen, I, I've heard you do a, a podcast. We do. A podcast in Westeros? Yeah, well, it's... The, the Dothraki are really into them. <laughs> no, really? Yes. What's yes. the most popular Dothraki podcast? Um, it is a fucking fight podcast. <laughs> is, that a, is that a genre, or is that just the name of it? Yes, yes, that's enough questions now. <laughs> I'm, I'm here because there's three things I love. Ooh. One of them, I presume, is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, which, wait, hold on, hold on. Why would you assume that? Because this is a Cleveland From Browns. From fucking Westeros, dude. I don't know, man. There are Browns backers everywhere. Yeah, yeah, he should. He's one of the largest. Well, pardon? You're all idiots. Oh, well, I... Come on! Glad I gave you the floor. Who the fuck is this guy, anyway? I don't know. He's a lord of sorts. Lord Peter Baelish. Of the fingers. (laughs) The finger clan? Little finger. Well, as I was saying before I so rudely interrupted, there are three things I love. Hit me. Do you want to know? <laughs> yes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, you can't just leave us hanging. One is 
whisper talking. You're good at that. And everybody guessed. Yeah. The second one is is teenage girls. Oh, ew. Yes. What? Well, I mean, it's okay where I'm from. <laughs> the third thing, gentlemen, is... Whoa. I West feel like we're kind of glossing over that one, but okay. Let's, let's move on. No, we're moving on. The third, especially that Sansa stock. Ew. Yes. The third one is the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> there it is. And so I just wanted to wish you well on your tweet of the week. Well, that's funny, kind of. You, you, uh, Peter... And uh, I do love teenage girls. Before you go, I have a couple questions. Go ahead. Uh, first of all, you really think that uh, mustache-goatee combo is working for you? Yes, I look like Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, yeah you do. Minus the you know, Ian, i got to say, looking at this guy, I, I think he's on the up and up. I don't think he has any sort of ulterior motive. I no. just, he's here for genuine love for the Cleveland Yes, Browns. genuine love. Well, actually, now that I take a good look at him, I shouldn't be surprised that he's into teenage girls. Excuse me. You're big excuse finger. That's what I'm calling you. Big finger? How big? <laughs> Do, wh- wh- how big are my fingers? I don't know. I don't have a nickname for you yet. So, right. You want to see my fingers? Yes. Okay, let me get them out. Hold on. Actually, there are four things that I love. Uh-oh. Fourth one is fingers. <laughs> like, I, can't I have to go. I have mind. to go now. Good, goodbye. Right, bye. Nice meeting. Let's go down the moon door. Okay. That sounds dangerous. Ah, just get okay, Lord Peter Baelish, everybody. I think moon door means going down the moon door means doing butt stuff. It does. It is slang for that. Was really weird. I kind of, in retrospect, now actually didn't. Bernie seems okay. <laughs> Not that that's an invitation for Bernie because this episode. Yeah, I'll call him. It's going along already. Ian, cue up that theme music. Again? We didn't do it. Yes, we did. Do it again. All right. <laughs> we of the week. couple tweets this week. They are both retweets from Browns players. First one comes to us from our offensive lineman, our new center, uh, John Greco, moved over from guard to center. He retweeted a gentleman by the name of Michael Allegretto. Find him at MV Allegretto on Twitter. Uh, I can't remember. John is John Greco is at John G seven 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 nine. A very catchy Twitter handle there. Nice handle, bro. Nice handle, bro. Uh, John Greco tweet retweets Michael Allegretto, who said at John G seven 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 nine. Congrats on a great win from your fave hometown deli, Larica's. We've got a big sub with your name on it waiting for you. Oh, nice. He gets a free sandwich. Free sandwich. And our photo for this week's episode is the second tweet, which is actually retweeted by our man Phil Taylor, who's recovering from surgery. He retweeted a photo from at 216 Cleve Browns that just says, Taken out the trash, and it is a photo of a tow truck towing a Steelers car. Yeah. That is designed to look like the Steelers helmet. And those are your tweets of the week. Awesome. Yeah, you can Good find job, us on man. Twitter at 6B1P. Tweet at us and we'll read it. Say something funny and you're a member of the Browns and we'll talk about it here at the Tweet of the Week. So, Lord Baelish stopped by. That was weird. Browns win. Lots of nice. But that people. wasn't weird, right? That didn't feel weird. That felt like a good game all the way through. The Browns winning. I'm still freaked out by Lord Baelish. <laughs> I felt like he had lots of ulterior motives. I feel like my other podcast would go over well with these Dothraki he was talking about. Did he say anything <laughs> privately to any of you? Because he gave me like a used knife or something and told me that Ian, it was Ian's, and he used it for something, some sort of amulet. I don't know. It was really weird. Oh, wait. He met with you like in a garden beforehand? We have a garden. I guess it's a garden. Yeah, I mean, it's more of an alley because you know, I met I met with him about a week ago. There, he seemed to want to talk to me about being on the show. Right, weird, right? He had brunch this morning, and it was fine. You had brunch with Lord Baelish this morning? Yeah, I didn't recognize him because uh, I was pretty hungover. Right. But yeah, that was the guy. He uh, yeah, he was talking to me about my other podcast, which is called The Horse and the Whore. There you have it. Horse and what is it? Horse and the Whore. Oh, is that one of those uh, Fight Fuck podcasts I've heard about? 
Number one on iTunes in the fight fuck category. <laughs> it's in the fight fuck category. Uh, so the Browns, 3-2, and two, as we've mentioned a few times, big win today. But what's even more exciting than that is they hit a stretch of games here that if they are a good team, if this Browns team has grown up a little bit, they should be able to win these games coming up. These are games that, you know, I well, you would hear classified as games that you should win if you're a good team. They play the Jaguars in Jacksonville, and then they come back home to play the Raiders and the Bucks. Can they go 6-2? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it seems like they should be able to beat these teams. Obviously, the Saints aren't very good. The Titans aren't very good. The Steelers don't seem great, but... The, the, all three of those teams, I would say, are better than any of the three teams we have coming up. I think at the absolute worst, at the halfway point of the season, they'll be five and three. Yeah, they got to at least win two of those, you think. And get you, after that, Gordon comes back. Yeah, it gets a little tougher after that. They do Bengals, and then obviously have games against the Texans and Colts, and another one against the Bengals, another one against the Ravens. But I think these next three, you know, if they can come through and play in how they've done today and end up six and two. That's not too shabby. Playoffs. Playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. Playoffs. Oh, back. oh God. No, no, that was just me. I had. Some, I'm sorry, guys. I had. I had like something in my throat. I ate some. Oh, okay. uh, big finger. <laughs> That's a good nickname for you. Think so? Yeah. Anything else you guys want to mention before we sign off for this week? Uh, you can buy my new T-shirts on my Etsy shop. They say big. They just say big finger. That's all they say. You've knitted them? Yeah. I, I glued some puffy letters onto uh, thrift store t-shirts. That oh, is nice. weird, but, you know. It works. Yeah. Chris Mullen, anything you want to add? No, I'm just I'm just happy looking forward to the next game. That's, oh, that's a, it's a nice feeling to revel in. It's pretty, it's foreign. It's a foreign feeling. It is. It no. is. I mean, What's well, up, Let's hope they keep it up. I think this team, I've watched a lot of Browns football over the years, and this this team is playing unlike any of the previous ones. I say, at this point last year, the Browns were 3-2, and two, right? They were, but Brian Hoyer had ripped all of his legs open. <laughs> right? He got robot legs in the offseason. Now he has robot legs, and he is unstoppable. Hey, you know what? I think it might be his birthday tomorrow. Brian Hoyer? Yeah, we should look that up right now. Hey, happy, happy birthday, Brian Hoyer. Great. Happy birthday. Hashtag happy birthday, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, let's start it up. The Game of Thrones has begun. Oh, God. Wait, wait. Is... Sorry, I had something in my throat. Well, why would you say that, though? That I is a weird thing to say. Then who said that? What? Oh, God. Winter's coming. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Um, happy Did birthday, it? Brian Hoyer. Yeah, happy birthday. What's the matter? You feel unsettled now? It's just Lord Baelish. He's in everybody's head. I think he's also in your mouth and coming out of it. He's not. I mean, you ate brunch with this guy. I didn't even even see him before he came here. Yeah, it wasn't a spectacular brunch. I mean... He's meeting with Chris in the garden. We just talked. Nothing big. (laughs) Nothing shady? No. Well, that, you know, I had a weird look. Me yeah. after brunch. Uh oh. What happened? Like, we, well, he took me into a, a side alley and he got real close to me and he, he, uh, oh, uh I don't know how to put it. Try. <laughs> he touched me. Oh. Do you need to get the doll out? No, no, he didn't touch me. I'm sorry. He talked to me. Oh. Those are different. We'll be back here hopefully without Creepy Lord Bayless next week as the Browns play the Jaguars in Jacksonville, hopefully celebrating a third straight victory. You can find us, as always, on AquabearLegion.com. You're one source for what, Chris Poland? Force! That's right. I want to thank Chris and Ian for being with me again. Always good to have you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Go Browns! Uh, Go Browns, Brian Weeby. Thanks for the broken bandwagon. You can find us on Six Bs and a P if you search that on Facebook at Six B One P on Twitter. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, everything else. Tweet at us, retweet, listen to the podcast, and most importantly, go Browns! Go, go Browns! Browns. Woo! Marty, Marty. <laughs> you, uh, you guys, uh, you want to walk through that moon door? Oh yeah, that's. 
hand in hand. Yeah, yes. I mean, he's, he made it sound pretty cool. Yeah. Please take this amulet of poison. I mean, oh. it's not, it has nothing in it. Well, I... A nothing amulet? Yes. Ian, why don't you go first? I'll hold your hand. All right, ready? Here, uh-huh. here we go. And he is dead. Wasn't that the plan all along? Yes. <laughs> I am the new Ian. <laughs> the new new Ian? <laughs> 